are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, February 18th, 2021. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at TalkinHockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. It's free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, etc. You'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. Also, if you're on Twitter, then please be sure to follow the Lockdown Blackhawks Twitter page. That's at capital L, capital O, underscore Blackhawks, with some really good content being posted there every day as well. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as always, thank you for tuning into today's episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Last night, oh man, what a victory by our Chicago Blackhawks. 2-0 over the rival Detroit Red Wings to take all four points in this quick two-game series up at Little CC's. And with these two wins, the Blackhawks now are 9-5-4 on the season and sit atop the Discover NHL Central Division, along with the Florida Panthers with 22 points. What a crazy turnaround it's been here in Chicago ever since those first four games of the season. The Blackhawks, of course, they started 0-3-1, but since then, they're 9-2-3 in their last 14 games, 7-1-1 in their last nine, only two regulation losses in their last 15 contests. Man, who could have saw this coming? Just unbelievable what this young team is doing right now. And again, last night, the Blackhawks, they had to be carried by some of their younger some of their younger players, just like what happened on Monday. Of course, on Monday, we saw Dominic Kubalik score two goals. Malcolm Subban held down the fort in net. Well, last night, it was Kevin Lankinen and Philip Kirishev's time to steal the show. Lankinen, of course, he led the Blackhawks. He pitched his first career shutout in the NHL, stopping all 29 Red Wings shots faced. And he also picked up a secondary assist on Philip Kurashev's game-winning goal in the second period, which, by the way, if you live under a rock and haven't seen that highlight yet somehow, you gotta go check it out. Just an unbelievable maneuver by Kurashev to split two wings defenders with some speed and then finding a way to fool Jonathan Bernier and beat him five-hole on the breakaway attempt. One of the goals of the year early on here in the NHL. And that's really all it took when... Lankinen was playing the way he was last night. I mean, Detroit, I'll give them credit. They they fought hard in the series, especially late last night in that third period to try and force this game into overtime. But Lankinen, even though he had to face uh, some tough saves, I mean, as I said, Detroit, they they fought hard. And a lot of their opportunities were A-plus scoring chances. But Lankinen, he came up big when the Blackhawks needed him to. And also, credit to the Hawks' defense as well because... There were a couple occasions where I thought, you know, the Red Wings had an open net, the Hawks got caught in scramble mode, but somehow the defense did, you know, a tremendous job of helping out their goaltender for the most part. I know Lankanen is going to get all the credit, and rightfully so, but this really was the definition of a team effort and a team shutout last night because without the defensive effort in front of Lanky, I'm not sure he stops every shot from the wings. I mean, there was that picture that... 
Dmitry Filipovich posted where literally there were like 10 guys in front of the net and Lankinen was the furthest away from the crease. Like the net was yawning and the Blackhawks, they came up big on defense to keep the puck out of their net. So credit to them, credit to Lankinen. Overall, lots to be happy about from this effort last night. It's another two points that the Blackhawks needed to have, a couple big victories here on the road up in Detroit. And now in four games this season against the Red Wings, the Blackhawks are 4-0-0, and they've also outscored the Wings 14-5 in the process. And also, Lankinen, in his three starts now against Detroit, he's 3-0-0 with just three goals allowed. Those guys, The Red Wings, they hate seeing Lankinen in net. Three goals allowed in three games. He's been outstanding against the rival Red Wings this year. And after this performance, you gotta think Lankinen is up there in the Rookie of the Year conversation. He, he's probably even leading that conversation right now because of how well he's playing for this young Blackhawks team. It's nothing short of incredible what Lanky's doing right now. Um, he's now allowed two goals or less in just, uh, he's allowed two goals or less in eight of his first 12 career starts. He's among the league leaders in both save percentage and goals against average. And best of all, he's doing this behind a team that's playing several rookies regularly in their lineup, especially on the back end. I mean, the Blackhawks last night, they had two 21-year-olds, Nicholas Bodan and Ian Mitchell, a 20-year-old. Adam Boquist, and then a 23-year-old and Lucas Carlson. All three, or all four of those guys, excuse me, played and suited up for the Blackhawks on the back end last night, and they still didn't give up a goal. I mean, it's incredible what this team is doing right now, and you got to give credit to Jeremy Colleton. Again, he has this team fighting hard each and every night, no matter the opponent, no matter what building, and we're seeing the results of that right now, all the way up to being tied for first place in the Central Division, and even tied for second in the entire NHL in points, trailing only the Toronto Maple Leafs at this point. Kevin Lankinen for Rookie of the Year, ladies and gentlemen, and Jeremy Colleton for the Coach of the Year, in my opinion as well. All right, I think that takes care of my first thoughts on the Blackhawks 2-0 victory over Detroit last night. Coming up in just a minute, I will give a quick recap of the contest and talk about how the Blackhawks managed to put together a much better effort than they brought on Monday. But first, I need to talk to you all about betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and be sure to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yes, football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. And Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, believe it or not. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds of anything you want to bet on. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.
This is the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Lockdown Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Lockdown Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes by subscribing to Lockdown Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, I just finished sharing my initial thoughts on the Blackhawks 2-0 victory over the Red Wings last night. Now, I wanted to be sure to give a full recap of the contest and talk about how the Blackhawks managed to squeak away another key two points up in Detroit. And what was apparent to me right out of the gate, the Blackhawks brought a much better effort. If you remember on Monday, the first three or four minutes of the game, they were pretty brutal. Even though the Hawks wound up scoring first, it was truly an ugly start. But I thought they were much better in that department last night. They brought the intensity right from the opening faceoff. And even though it was a scoreless opening 20 minutes and the shots on goal were tied 9-9, to I don't think there was any doubt that the Blackhawks were the better team early on. I mean, that top line of DeBrinket, Suter, Kane, they were peppering Jonathan Bernier right off the rip. I know those three were responsible for six of the Blackhawks' nine shots on goal in that opening frame, and a couple of them were real quality chances. So I like the intensity by the Hawks out of the gate, and especially from that top line, because they were pretty quiet on Monday. DeBrinket was held off the score sheet. He even failed to record a shot on goal for the first time this year. And Kaner was also held off the score sheet as well. So good to see those three get off to a, a strong start last night. And I think this strong start carried over a little bit for the Blackhawks into the second period where the play started to get a, a little more sloppy. Both teams were called for some bad penalties. A horrible horrible too many men call by uh call on the Blackhawks it was actually one of the worst too many men penalties I've ever seen in my time watching NHL hockey the Blackhawks had six guys in the offensive zone together and had no clue that was going on it, it was real bad I I I but after a couple of missed opportunities on the power play the Hawks finally cashed in and took advantage of one of Detroit's mistakes. And as I mentioned a bit earlier in the episode, it came via an outstanding individual effort by Kurashev to take in a pass from Keith with some speed. He split two Detroit defenders, and he beat Bernier five-hole for what wound up being the game-winning goal. And while, you know, I'll take, I'll take a goal any way we can get him on the power play, you know, I'm happy that they got the puck in the back of the net, but... They really squandered a couple of chances to head into the second intermission up multiple goals. And throughout the entire contest, and even really the series, the power play just couldn't get anything set up in the offensive zone. So definitely something to work on a little bit before playing the Carolina Hurricanes this weekend because even against a dreadful Wings power play, their P- or penalty kill, excuse me, their PK was bottom five in the NHL heading into the series. The Hawks had nothing going on at all, and fortunately, Kirishev said, I'll just do this myself, and was able to find the back of the net near the midway point of the second period. So that had the Blackhawks up one to nothing after 40 minutes, and as expected, kind of, you know, even with a poor offense like Detroit's, desperation always comes out at the end of hockey games, and the momentum did begin to swing in the Red Wings' favor a little bit, but... Lankinen, he kept his composure, he stayed calm in net, and he wound up making 
every save that he needed to. I was really impressed with his play late in this game. Detroit kind of threw the kitchen sink at him. I mean, they were firing everything on net. I think Philip Zadina had like five or six one-timers from that right circle, and Lankinen got them all, at least the ones that made it past Calvin DeHaan. Dude was a straight warrior out there, willingly blocking, you know, 95-mile-an-hour clap bombs right at him. Those are the kind of guys, you know, you want on your squad in moments like that. So credit to DeHaan for his efforts on the PK and to help his goaltender late in this contest. And then with time running down, Kane was able to find a brinket for the empty netter. That was their only point of the series. And to me, it's kind of crazy to think about how the Hawks Picked up a pair of victories in this series when Kane and Dabrinkit really didn't do anything offensively. I think that shows you the difference in the team this year. It shows you that the depth they have right now, even though it's young depth, they're providing right now. And that's the surprising part of all of this. You know, I know it came against the 4-11-3 Red Wings. But hey, a win's a win. However we get them, I'll take them. And the Blackhawks came out with a pair of them in this two-game series against Detroit this week. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that just about takes care of my recap of the Blackhawks 2-0 victory last night. Coming up in just a minute, I will share a couple final thoughts before the Hawks take on the Carolina Hurricanes over the weekend. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of different car manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even 100% more for the exact same auto parts you get at a chain store or at a new car dealership? Chain stores and new car dealerships, they have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and you can even choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com, they're always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. This is the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 2020 is mercifully over, and it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, then be sure to listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, NHL, and NBA locks all winter long. So be sure to subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, I just got done recapping the Blackhawks' 2-0 victory over Detroit last night. Now, before I wrap things up today, I wanted to be sure to mention a couple of final thoughts and details from last night's contest. First, the Blackhawks had both forward Ryan Carpenter and defenseman Adam Boquist back in the lineup last night after they were 
in COVID-19 protocol for a couple of weeks. It wasn't a surprise really for Carpenter. I talked about how on yesterday's episode he could be nearing a return to the lineup, and he did in fact join David Kampf down on the fourth line. But what I didn't expect was the Blackhawks to roll with 11 forwards and 7 defensemen in the lineup last night, especially with Boquist in there. I guess there was a little confusion on whether he had been moved to the taxi squad or not, but he wound up serving as the Blackhawks' seventh defenseman last night, and with him being in and the Hawks rolling with seven D-men, Lucas Walmart, Reese Johnson, and Matthew Highmore all were out. And we also did not see Wyatt Kalanuck make his NHL debut, which was something I talked about on yesterday's episode. I still think that will be coming in the next couple of games, but it's going to be interesting to see how it all works out with Boquist now back and healthy. And also, Boquist, I thought he played very well last night. Maybe his best game of the season so far. He finished with two shots on goal, both strong scoring chances. He drew a penalty on a Russian transition. He just looked comfortable out there and made a couple of really great reads to jump up in the play in the offensive zone. So overall, I liked what I saw from Boquist in his first game back in action. And after that effort, I certainly don't expect him to be out of the lineup anytime soon. I don't know if the Hawks will continue to roll with seven defensemen over the weekend in Carolina. It's definitely a possibility. But I think, I I personally would like to see Lucas Carlson come out for a game in favor of Kalanick over the weekend. Carlson... He just hasn't really done anything to stand out to me so far. I will say he did make a tremendous play to keep the puck out of the net in the dwindling minutes last night. I will give him credit for that. But I do think that Boquist, Mitchell, and Bodan all have been better than him so far this year. And I would really like to see what Kalanuck has in store for us and what his game is like. So I'm hoping that he'll make his NHL debut against Carolina over the weekend. Last but not least... Ladies and gentlemen, one guy who's really struggling to me right now, it's pretty obvious, it's Dylan Strome. He is just, he looks lost out there. He's not been good at all. He looks slow. He doesn't win many one-on-one battles. He doesn't use his size all that well. And Strome now doesn't have a point in his last five games, and he hasn't scored a goal in over two weeks. I don't know if Jeremy will healthy scratch him or not, but the dude's kind of deserving of it right now. He's even getting outplayed by... Rookies Pia Suter and Philip Kurashev, Matthias Yanmark's looking better than he is. Carl Soderberg even is kind of producing more than Strom is right now. So a bit of a discouraging stretch here for Dylan Strom. And maybe the best thing for him is to spend a game watching on TV just because I believe a message needs to be sent here. Strom is a valuable part of this team and he needs to be better than how he's playing right now. When he's playing like this, he might as he looks like a ghost. He might as well not even be out there. So Definitely something to keep an eye on as the Blackhawks take on the Carolina Hurricanes on both Friday and Saturday night over the weekend. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Thursday, February 18th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to subscribe and to follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, ask your smart device to play the Lockdown NHL podcast. The NHL regular season is underway, and the best way to keep track of it all is by subscribing to Lockdown NHL. Local experts each week bring you the biggest stories, game recaps, and fantasy advice all in one podcast. So be sure to subscribe to Lockdown NHL wherever you may get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. As always, I'm your host, Jack Bushman. 
You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account. That's at JackBushman2, the number two. Or you can also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You can hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.